Hello, my name is Marissa Nelson, and you are listening to Marissa Does Sports, a podcast brought to you by Radio DePaul Sports and Fortin East Magazine. And to be honest, I don't really do sports. I mean, I was a cheerleader in high school, and I learned just enough to know when to call a defense cheer versus an offense cheer and cheer etiquette for free throws. But when it comes to topics and trends in the sports industry, and honestly, sometimes the basic rules and regulations, I'm pretty oblivious. However, that's all changing. Each month, I'm working with Radio DePaul Sports to learn something new about the sports genre that everyone seems to be talking about. And then I'll report back to you about what I've learned. So this month for 14 East's women's issue, I'm not surprisingly exploring women in sports and the many challenges that they experience. I talked with Kelly Campbell, a junior at DePaul and a member of DePaul's women's basketball team, about her experience as a woman in sports on a team that, in my opinion, doesn't always receive the credit from the student body that it deserves. I also spoke with Bruce Evanson. He's the graduate program director at DePaul, and he also teaches a course on sports journalism. I spoke with him to learn more about how women's teams have been covered historically. Natalie Burjack, a sportscaster at Radio DePaul Sports, and Gina Scioli, the news director at Radio DePaul Sports, are going to help contextualize what I learned from Campbell and Evanson, breaking it into four parts. The challenges female athletes face, media coverage, or lack thereof, of women's sports, challenges female sports reporters face, and what this then all means for sports at DePaul, particularly our women's basketball team. Gina, Natalie, thanks for coming on. So both of you are women who work at the sports station at DePaul, so I'm interested in not only hearing your perspective, but also what you have experienced as a woman in sports yourselves. But first, I want to focus on women athletes and the challenges that they face. It seems that while there are a variety of challenges women face, and many of them may be interpersonal or respect from fans, however, I didn't realize that when it comes to a woman's career in sports, there are actually much fewer professional opportunities. I think the most obvious is that there's really no equivalent for every sport in a professional sense for women. Like you have the MLB and the NFL and the NHL, all for men. And I think that the closest thing that women get to that equivalent for, I mean, those specific sports, because there is an equivalent for basketball and soccer um, but for more sports that are mostly men dominated I think the most equivalent thing you get is like the Olympics like for the women's hockey team um, there's really no equivalent for that if there is it doesn't get much coverage or not many people hear about it so I think it's harder for women to strive for those professional goals because they have to think higher than professional teams and think higher into going to the Olympics rather than having more opportunities locally and in big cities and having more opportunities more often because the Olympics only come every four years. Yeah and I think even with like sports that do have an equivalent like with basketball um, the NBA has 30 teams but the WNBA has roughly a dozen um, so there's less opportunities even there, even though there is an equivalent, but not nearly to the same extent. Um, and the same with um, soccer, too. There's less, and also the pay gap is a topic that's been brought up numerous times um, because the women's 
national team is incredibly successful. They've won the World Cup multiple times, but like the men's team gets out in the first round and they get paid more than the women do who win the whole thing. So there's a definitely an imbalance even when there is a it seems equivalent, um, but in reality it's not. What other challenges do female athletes face? Um, I think one of the biggest, and I mentioned it before, was kind of lack of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if if a woman succeeds, they're automatically questioned whether they were physically able to do that or not. And I know, and a lot of it, there's there's so many different like double standards when it comes to um, expressing emotion while playing a game. And I think the best example of that is Serena Williams at the U.S. Open um, this past summer. Um, and so I think the the lack of respect, I think, for me is, like, the biggest obstacle that we have to overcome to make sure that they're equal. Because I think you can add, you know, X at many advertisements and all this kind of exposure, but it, it boils down to, like, society's attitude towards female athletes and supporting and respecting them for me yeah I think another like example of that that was even more recent was like Kendall Coyne participating in Mm the um, NHL all-star weekend skills competition Um, I saw a lot of respect for her but as much respect and praise that I saw for her online I saw like her sitting at a table of men talking about hockey and people being like you don't know what you're talking about when Mm -hmm. she is a medalist in the olympics she was invited to compete with the men in the skills competition and people are still saying you don't know what you're talking about so i think that as as much as respect is an issue i think people calling out women for having a lack of knowledge is another thing i think that when women are at a table with men talking about sports they will always be under a bigger microscope than men because people automatically start listening when a woman is or when a woman is talking and they're listening more carefully to try and find holes in what she's saying about sports kelly campbell a member of the women's basketball team at depaul notices this perception too yeah i mean people obviously perceive women's basketball as being like less fun to watch than men's basketball because we're not dunking and doing a lot of other stuff but we work just as hard as they do and so it's um puts a lot of discredit when we don't get as much coverage because we're just working as hard as they are bruce evanson who is a professor at the paul agreed that some hold this notion but argued that women's basketball also brings aspects to the game that men's teams don't the women's uh, game and basketball is so pure the passing is so beautiful the way that they set up for a shot is so wonderful. It's much more of a team game than when you look to the individual sort of athleticism of male basketball uh, uh, athletes going up and down the court playing defense occasionally. You don't see anywhere near the beauty of the team game, I think, that you see in women's basketball. So you have to be able, as a reporter, to distill some of those unique characteristics and celebrate what uniquely makes um, women athletes and women teams unique.
In addition to the challenges that female athletes face, it seems like it takes a lot more for women's teams to be recognized for their work. A study from the University of Minnesota found that while 40% of athletes are women, only 4% of media coverage is devoted to women's teams. I spoke with Evanson, and he said that some of this is likely because of coverage of male sports that don't well, have... Part of the imbalance team. probably is attached to um, certain male sports, particularly football, in which you do not see a great deal of competition among women. And football takes up today, college and pro football, so much of the oxygen associated with uh, sports coverage. And now, of course, you have sort of metastasized all over the country. Um, Each conference um, has its own website. Each team within each conference has its own website and sports information director. And so as a consequence, um, you do have more coverage than we've ever had of women in sports. However, Campbell still recognizes this difference in coverage when it comes to sports that do There's have female and male large teams. large droppage in coverage for women's sports, but it's increasing, so that's important. Um, it's definitely hard to see the lack of uh, coverage for like the WNBA, women's basketball. I mean, you turn on the TV, it's all men's basketball. But... I think it's increasing, so that's good. So Natalie and Gina, what do you notice about coverage of women's It sports? definitely is growing. There's progress being made, which is awesome. Um, I do think it, it could be faster, but all progress could be <laughs> faster. Um, I think one thing that I've noticed on social media, which is kind of a different um, aspect of coverage, um, there's ESPN has its own Twitter account, and then there's ESPNW, um, which, like, on paper, it's like, oh, great, there's a whole page and account for women, but it could like, also just be on ESPN. It could also just, yeah. they could just be integrated. So that's something that I've noticed on Twitter is, like, sounds great and it sounds like a good idea, but in reality, it's just further separating them. Yeah, and even on regular broadcasting like ESPN and um, channels like that, it's really easy to always be able to find a men's game. And almost every men's college basketball game will be broadcast. And then it's a lot harder to find women's college basketball. And when you do find it, when it is broadcast, it's very low production. It looks like a high school game streaming And it's very, again, it doesn't look very high budget. It looks blurry. And again, it's on more obscure channels. Like you have to dig deep to find it. So I think there's no main channel for women's sports to kind of come through as there is with men's. Are there any sports where the coverage is equal? I I guess I'm thinking of, say, tennis, where I've heard people talk about tennis as it's been pretty equal or golf. Mm -hmm. For men and women, have you noticed that at all? I've definitely noticed it in those two, uh, more so for tennis, because I think there's tennis, there's female tennis superstars, whereas mm-hmm. there are less in golf, um, but there, it's more equal than other sports for golf. Um, I think in terms of like for basketball, I don't normally see WNBA games on yeah. TV, and normally if I do, it's on like ESPN for like however yeah. many ESPN channels there are it's on the bottom and it's never advertised either like on 
ESPN's Twitter or anything like that, or at least that I see, mm-hmm. um, even though they advertise for every NBA game, whether it's a star matchup or just two bad teams. Outside of female athletes, female reporters often face challenges in sports, too, when they're reporting on sports. And Gina and Natalie, since you both work at Radio DePaul Sports, I'm wondering, what have you experienced as as female reporters in the sports world? Um, For me, it's kind of been proving that you know what you're talking about. Um, But there's kind of a, you either have to prove that you know, or you just don't talk in fear that you're going to say something wrong Mm -hmm. even though I I grew up around sports and the passion around it my entire life yet being around like a bunch of bro-y dudes (laughs) I get kind of nervous to say something even though that I know what I say is more or less correct but that's a thing that's always kind of I it's on my mind even though I've been here for about a year now Um, but I'm slowly like getting more comfortable and the people in this station are all very accepting Mm -hmm. um, but it's still kind of this just societal expectation that women don't know what they're talking about so that's something that I've just had to kind of overcome being here yeah and I think as much as we have to as much as we're almost sometimes timid to speak up because we don't want to be wrong I think women are also kind of timid to even try in the first place like Mm -hmm. I was personally like freaked out in my interview for the station because it was with two guys they seem to know a lot and again like you were saying you know that you know a lot but you're still kind of scared and I think that shows within like how many women we have working at the station because it's not a question of them getting hired because they don't know what they're talking about like I think we hire very like equally but I just don't think that a lot of women apply I think a lot of them are again like nervous like I was I was like I don't know how many girls are gonna be here if I'm gonna know enough so I think that has a lot to do with like entering the fields Mm -hmm. yeah another thing is um people asking if I know very basic information and also being surprised that I mm-hmm. know it just by talking about it. Um, people will be, they'll be like, whoa, you really know your stuff. But if a, if a guy rambles on for an hour about anything sports related, it's no biggie. Yeah. But if I talk for two minutes about basic basketball rules, uh, they are floored. Yeah. <laughs> and And so sort of once you exit the the college level I guess though because you are just sort of entering sports journalism and and finding your place in it but once reporters enter the the professional world of journalism what challenges are then faced um, as a female sports reporter professionally there's a lot of female sideline reporters I think majority are female anyway um, which is great because I there's representation that I see but it's always they're not on air for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, they're speaking words of somebody else because they're like they're reporting, 
Um, but they, they don't get to really contribute their own opinion sometimes, if not most of the time. And uh, anchors at the desk are almost always men. And if it is, if there is a woman, she's normally just l- like kind of um, orchestrating the conversation as opposed mm-hmm. to actually contributing to it. Um, which is a, s- a step in the right direction, but it's not exactly the representation that I want to see. I will say there are there's progress in terms of like calling. Like last night, the Lakers game, Doris Burke was um, she was calling it, um, which is a really cool thing to to hear and to see because I, I love Doris Burke, and also it kind of shows that like hey, I can do that too um, instead of just being a sideline reporter even though Mm -hmm. that's as much of a you know job as anything else um it's cool to see women in more um in higher up positions I guess yeah like I agree with like what you see I think there's almost like a formatting of reporting sports where it's like it goes from these shots of four or five men sitting at this table in this beautiful studio to a woman interviewing a player on the sideline like you're saying and like that's it like they're mm-hmm. getting these three to four minutes and not really getting a chance to prove what they know it's more of like how did you feel about that win and then they get Gatorade poured on them and yeah. the woman has to like run away because they're giving these jobs to women that men don't necessarily want to do the men don't want to be in this smaller position of just asking a player how they feel after a game they want to be at the table Mm -hmm. they want to be reporting and showing what they know and like what they know about the history and what they saw in the game where a woman or a woman could just as easily do that and another thing is a guy told me once was um he asked me what my major was and I said sports communication I was like yeah like maybe you know start as a sideline reporter and see where that goes and he was like well you're certainly pretty enough which was a weird a uh, very uncomfortable thing to hear because that's it just further like pushes this narrative that like you have to be pretty to be on TV and 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 like pushes the narrative that that's all that you can do. Right. That's all you can contribute. It's like mm-hmm. you even said I want to start out as that and see where it goes yeah. where most women in sports like that's their whole career. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's as far as they get. <laughs> yeah. DePaul University sports, where still the men dominate in terms of the amount of attention they get. Um, uh, But if you actually look, I've been at DePaul now for 33 years, and as I look back on those three decades, it's women's sports that have dominated. Um, Our women basketball teams, almost routinely under Doug Bruno, have been top 10 uh, finishers or competitors. So there does continue to be the need for consciousness raising, it seems to me, and a 
lot of our sports departments and in a lot of our newsrooms. Evanston, who has been at DePaul for over three decades, notices a difference in the coverage of women's and men's teams here at DePaul. Yet, as he stated, DePaul's women's teams have often been way more successful, particularly the women's basketball team, who has made it to the Sweet 16 four times since 2006. Gina and Natalie, have you noticed this difference when it comes to men's and women's teams here at DePaul? I definitely notice a an attitude difference um, when you talk about um, if you talk about sports to other DePaul students, they normally say, oh, we're really bad. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case for the women's teams. Like, our softball team is very good. So is our basketball team. And, like, people are very quick to say, like, all of our sports are bad. But clearly they don't know enough to say, like, they can't label all of them as bad because it's not true. Yeah, and I think that we don't have as big of a culture here around sports as some other schools do, which is then like hard for us because then we're in our own little community of like the sports radio and like that's as far as we can go to talk about it with people because there's not as many big fans. And I think that, you know, people who do go to sporting events here tend to focus on the men's events more um, especially when it comes to basketball because of the new stadium that we have I think like you're saying where men dominate in the coverage but women are better at the actual sport here holds true definitely and I think that a lot of people like there shouldn't be an excuse to not go out and support the women because regardless of us having this new nice stadium, really only the men play there. So most of the DePaul students who live in Lincoln Park have really easy access to the women's games. Um, It may not be a nicer venue with nice seats. It's just like bleacher seats, but there should not be as much of an excuse to not support the women when it's so easily accessible. We've talked a lot about the challenges that women face in sports, from media coverage to opportunities to play professionally. So my final question is, I where think do we go from I think it there? starts with an attitude shift, um, just being ready to support equally the same as you do for men's sports. And then I think that will further prove that, like, if there's more demand for representation and because people are showing respect and support for them, then certain um, outlets will be more willing to promote them or air their games um, in a more accessible way than having to search and search for an hour to find a game and then by then it's already over. I think that when we start to see more women as we have been in both the sense of reporting in broadcast and journalism I think that as soon as people start to recognize us more as equal to men is when the women who already work in this field will start to advance and then there will be more women, younger women, looking up to them and making it their ultimate goal. So I think it starts with, again, more respect and a different attitude and being more open-minded with these women in sports with the players as well. I think as soon as everyone just has this equal respect, it's 
going to make a world of a difference because we deserve just as much of a chance as men do to represent ourselves in journalism. Thanks for listening to Marissa Does Sports, a podcast brought to you by Radio DePaul Sports and 14 East Magazine. This podcast was produced by myself, Marissa Nelson, with help of Natalie Burjak and Gina Scioli of Radio DePaul Sports. Thanks for listening.